What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, 8bit.net news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week, we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I'm your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week from the Apple Slice podcast, a man of many talents, second time's a charm, it's Simon Blackburn. <laughs> Hello, Simon. Yes. Hey, how's it going, Jack? Let's uh, hope this one turns out right. Yes. Uh, this is your second technically appearance on the show. Yes, that is true. Um, once before we recorded that never saw the light of day that episode, and probably for good reason. I made some references to grannies and moist apples or something. Um, so I'd rather forget <laughs> about that. <laughs> Uh, well, it's actually it's actually a really good episode. It was, me. yeah. I can't, to be honest, I can't even remember what we talked about, but I remember it being good. And then, um, unfortunately, we had some audio issues, so we weren't able to uh, to to put it out there in the world. But mm-hmm. we're rectifying that tonight, my friend. You're here. You're back. It's a big week in news. Um, it is. Very it's good to have you here. Thank you. Before we do get into the show, Simon, uh, give us a little bit of who is your daddy and what does he do. Give us a little bit about yourself. Who is Simon? Who are you to the world, Simon? Uh, I am many things, as you stated in the intro. So basically, by day, I'm a marketing manager for a place that does machinery attachments. So it's very much mm. big on uh, Australian manufacturing and things like that. Um, I now, I'm going to from... cut you off right there. Yeah, go ahead. Because I want to know, mm-hmm. where does the ads come into this? Because I thought, Simon Blackburn, just this marketing guy, works for this machinery company and does a podcast about... Apple products, etc., and and uh, you know has a family and, and wife and kids and all that great stuff. And then I see these ads where you, <laughs> oh, you yes. just, you, you're doing <laughs> brewery ads and yeah, cinema yeah. ads and, and yeah. all kinds of crazy shit. I'm like, what is when is where has this come from? This is amazing. Why isn't yeah. that your full time job? They're <laughs> they're awesome. Tell me. Just tell me straight away about that. Like, what is the go with that? Okay, so the video side of things is I just love any excuse to make puns and be stupid in front of a camera. And Mm. so I tied some of that into my main job, which is where you saw I came up with this idea of like a a, a brewery-based campaign, uh, very much hits that Mm -hmm. target, earth-moving market and that sort of thing. And and that went well. So that was a good excuse to get on the source on the works credit card Mm. too. And also, yeah, the the cinema stuff is just some uh, one of the many other things I do after hours too. So yeah, kind of a finger in multiple pies per se. Um, But yeah, so that's my stuff. That's what I do during the day. And that time I got a couple of podcasts. I've for three years now, I've been doing an Apple tech podcast called Apple Slice, and since mm. uh, March, I've been doing a music-based one called Take My Tone, uh, which is Ooh, going really I've well. Seen this. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. and um, yeah. so I'm, I'm very stoked on that. And family-wise, uh, you've briefly covered it already. So I've been married for uh, longer than I can remember, and uh, yeah, I have two <laughs> two children, three-year-old, five-year-old, keep keeping me busy. So I mean, you can relate. You know what it's like when they're around that age. So. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, 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 I do. <laughs> People keep asking me, when are you having another one? And I'm like, <laughs> good one, Yeah, <laughs> um, is my response to that. Um, now, tell me, I want to know, the, tell me a little bit about the concept behind, uh, take my tone, is it? That's the, yeah. So, I, well, so one of the biggest passions I love, you know, talking about tech and stuff, but I also really love talking about mm. music and I'm very passionate mm. about alternative and heavy mm. forms of music and stuff. And I thought, well, there's plenty of people that I know 
um, and come across that don't listen to my type of music. So how can we do kind of like a discovery style conversation that also mm. they might they might clash? It might be you know someone might be oh hey I didn't actually realize I would listen to this type of music. And I thought mm. let's make a podcast out of that. So basically I choose a song awesome. and I have a different guest each week. They choose a song. We give the Ooh. song to each other and basically spend a little bit of time with it and then it's essentially uh, reviewing it on the show um, and so cool. and we kind of you, you get to a chance to pitch your song why you chose this band mm. why you like it hear a bit of a snippet just for you know the listener and yeah basically mm. you got your reactions and the ultimate line I have with it is to find out if opposites attract or react so yeah if um, that sounds interesting to you definitely check out Take My Tone I love it. I love the concept. It's very cool. Um, I would, I would love to do that someday. But so, it's, so it's alternative. It's like you're you're pitching. You generally pitch the same type of music all the time. Well, Heavy it's, type music, or do you mix it up as well? Or? Mm, so I actually I like to get a little bit crafty, and I make they choose Ooh. their song first, and then I'll make like mm-hmm. a link to it somehow so um, okay. I, I recently did it like and it could be something really subtle or something a bit more obvious so um, a recent episode I did the the guest chose Diantwad and one of the members of Diantwad is Ninja and so I chose 12 Foot Ninja as my band and that was just like the the little there's a little link there you know and um okay and that's just for my own kicks really <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it also might even be stylistically so i had this um episode i'm about to release this week actually um this lady from america she's very much into soul music and she loves like, the bass and this song that she chose is a very prominent bass line so i complimented mm-hmm. that with the song that also has a prominent bass line but completely different genre so um yeah little things like that and you yeah, had some good discussions Amazing. Sounds good. Cool. I love it. I love the concept. It's very funky. Very funky. Uh, so other than that, how how you been, mate? How's your week been so far? It is only Tuesday, but... Yeah, pretty sort of pretty crazy. It's, so uh, along with this, I've recorded... This will now be the fourth podcast I've recorded in four nights, and they've all sort of <laughs> crammed <laughs> together. Like, that's how it's worked out. But, you know, you you got to make do. And, um, yeah, yeah, just... Uh, just Keeping busy, pretty much. Um, I also play in a uh, band we jam every, uh, you know, once a week. Play drums, so I've been working on stuff like that as well. So, yeah, so that's what I mean. Man of many talents, <laughs> and every there's just, there's just little. What else? What other little hidden talents have you got? Mm. Um, well, I mean, based on the stuff to do with marketing, graphics, and that, uh, my original passion, particularly growing up, was drawing. So. Um, and digital illustration stuff. So that's where most of my creative stuff started and then I got into music and, and such. So the only th- one of the things I do suck at very much is sport. So you won't uh-huh. see me. Uh, <laughs> um, and I think it's I've been slowly getting into different types of sport. Like I'm happy to join yep. in if someone's watching a game or whatever. And yep. uh, I yep. might not fully understand at the time, but say this time AFL, I've actually been paying a bit mm. more attention um, to it because Ooh. I've never properly followed an entire season. I might join in towards okay. the end. So, yep. yeah. Yep. Very good. Uh, important question. Who do you follow then in the AFL? I haven't... Wait, s- I don't remember this. Is it North? Do you follow North Melbourne? No, Where no. I, I haven't no. selected my team yet. Put it that okay. way. So, well, I'm, I'm calling from WA. You can follow the Bulldogs with me then. <laughs> I'm calling from WA and obviously, you know, you had the Eagles one last year and that was like an epic mm-hmm. uh, final game. Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. Twas. Uh, it's it's hard. Um, I feel like I'm I'm gonna stick a bit more this season, just see how it goes. 
there is rumour that Tasmania will be entering in the AFL in a couple of years. So, hey, that could Ooh, be by... Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting. Well, I don't know. Mm. They've, they've been calling for it for ages, but um, I don't know that the AFL wants to send a team down to Tassie. There's just not enough money in it for them. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much it. Uh, but I could go on that for ages. <laughs> um, I... I, I I want to introduce a sort of a new kind of, not segment to this show, but just to kind of like, what have you been consuming? What have you been doing in the last couple of weeks? Because the last week or whatever you've been doing. So you mean like pop pop culture wise sort of? Yeah, or anything. Like, what have you been, have you done anything interesting? And I've got a few little things that I wanted to, so first of all, Game of Thrones, do you care? It's back. Absolutely. The world's gone. Absolutely. You do, of course. I watched it last night. Yes, yes. Very good. What did you think of the first... No spoilers, because some people might not have seen okay, it yet. What yeah. did you think of the first episode? Uh, strong first episode. Good way to bring the, the team back together, per se. Uh, mm-hmm. More more mm-hmm. characters are in uh, a couple of places rather than spread across mm-hmm. uh, many places. And yeah, mm-hmm. so it was, just a, it was a bit of a, a catch-up. It's been a two-year break since the last season. Um, it was. So nothing groundbreaking. Certainly several funny moments, uh, but it's... Mm-hmm. Looking at how long these episodes are, so this is definitely like the shortest mm. of the season at 50 yeah, minutes. Yeah, they just get but longer some, from here, don't but they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the third one is going to be like 82 minutes or something, so. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah, I, yeah, I echo those comments. Nothing really to, you know, you know, nothing really like Game of Thronesy to write home about, you know, no like massive sort of... Anyway. But then how many really... first episodes of seasons of Game of Thrones had something major most of them no, most of them i'm trying to remember like, back most... to because hmm. it, well, like, it always to... used to be to me the second last episode of a season always would have like a major event always the first episode as well had something massive happen and hmm. then so like all right spoilers for game of thrones if people are intending on watching it so skip ahead like a minute yeah um if you think like first episode of the show uh Bran kicked out the window. Yes. Like the first episode of what season three, I think it is. Joffrey dies. Um, like there's always been like a big moment in the first seasons. Um, mm. But I get like, if you maybe people regard uh, again spoilers. Don't skip ahead if you don't want anything to do with the latest episode. Maybe to do with John and the riding a dragon and stuff like that, or, or like his well, yeah. his, his his lineage. You know the yeah. yeah. The, he came back to life in the first episode of that one. Yeah, the last season wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. there's always something big. Uh, something although big. there is that one very creepy scene of a pattern on a wall made of body parts. So uh, yeah, that was fucked up. That was fucked maybe up. that yeah, was no it. big shock I moment. Know. I didn't think yeah. no big shock moment. Um, but no, it's great. It's back. Happy days. I look mm-hmm. forward to the rest of the season. Um, I really wish. So I've been. So obviously we're we're coming up to Avengers Endgame. Yes. Um, and I have been doing, if, if for the people that listen to the show know, that I've been doing my watch through of the MCU. I'm caught up now. Okay. We did last week, we did our semi review of Captain Marvel. Um, I'm all up to date. I'm ready to go. I'm fucking jazzed for Endgame. I've, I've put me in, coach. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah. Um, so I'm ready to go for that. I, I wish that I had done the same thing for Game of Thrones. Because it started, I was like, what the fuck was this? What, who's, who's this? I think I remember. Did this? Wh- yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. And I was like, "Fuck! Why is that person there? What? Did, what exactly did they say? Why, <laughs> why isn't he over there?" I was like, "Oh fuck!" I watched a couple of YouTube videos, which caught me up well enough, but there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Um, so I kind of wish I'd done a rewatch through of it mm. um, beforehand. Um, another thing, 
uh, I watched. Have you seen the um, the Flat Earth documentary that's on Netflix? I've the, heard. I've heard behind about the curve it. or something. Or? Uh, yeah, no, so I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. I've heard that the ending of it's pretty funny. Um, Dude, this <laughs> shit is wild. I shit you not. These people are on another level. Yeah. I swear to God, yeah. it's fucking insane. I love it. Um, I mean, I, I, I've that been highly. speaking of documentaries. I've been doing a bit of a, a sideways trek into um, uh, on Stan in the Louis Theroux documentaries. Um, of course, they're, oh, yeah. they're really great. But man, I was just like hmm. getting late at night. I was like, I really should go to bed. I was just like, I was in bed. I was like, I really should fall asleep. And I was like, oh, I'll just see what's on stand. And then more. I ended up watching yeah. a, watching a uh, Louis Theroux Nazi documentary. I was like, I should have watched that. Uh, <laughs> I could, could get to sleep after that. So yeah, that's crazy. I, yeah. I love his stuff. So um, yeah, go. that's it's pretty much just, uh, I know there's sort of, there's sometimes there's shows that, so I, I used to quite like watching Patriot Act with uh, Hassan Minaj. He's like, um, pu- uh, like current affairs. Well, he's that comedian. Um, he's like an American Indian comedian, and he's got his own. Okay. You know, there's a lot of these comedians that have their own sort of like uh, news and politics shows. Oh um, yeah, 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 like yeah, and, like the Daily Show and yeah, all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he had one, um, but it was, it was really weird. It was like every week, and then it sort of goes for two weeks, and then you don't see anything for ages. And so I've kind uh-huh. of yeah, but um, I quite like that. So yeah, obviously, Game of Thrones is around, um, but mainly mm. for me, the like the biggest hype is involving yeah these upcoming movies. So you're talking about Avengers, mm-hmm. talking about Star Wars and stuff. So. Mm. We'll talk about Star Wars later we will. on the show. Yes. Um, started watching another show on Netflix as well. It's called Black Summer. Have you seen it? Black Summer? Mm. Seen the, any ads for it? The zombie uh, show? I, yeah, no. So we have like add to our list sort of thing. And um, my, my yeah, wife yeah. was like, yeah, I want to watch that. So um, yep. she she's currently watching Sabrina. I don't really care too much for that. But yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So many oh. shows coming out. So hard to pick the right one. Like pick the one to watch kind of thing. Yeah. Um, started watching Black Summer last night. Got two episodes in. Recommend okay. it highly. Okay. Very good. Cool, Very good. Cool. Different kind of like standard zombie type apocalypse. Nothing really out of the ordinary there, but just the way that it's done is is quite different. It's almost mm. like an anth like an anthology kind of thing. All like little short stories of broken up into like each episode's broken up into like chapters with different characters and stuff. It's quite good. I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah, Character driven. Yeah. Very good. Yes. Um, and uh, and today I did a I did a, a V8 hot lap. Okay. Have you ever heard? Have you heard? So you've heard of these as hot laps? Explain. So I went down. So through the, my work, I get access to doing some different things sometimes through organisations that we have affiliations with. And you got to go passenger in a in a V8. yeah yeah, yeah yes, like yeah, a supercar yeah, 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 yeah so yeah, we went down. How was that? Yeah. Wow, it was awesome. <laughs> Went down to Phillip Island, jumped in like the V8 supercar. Um, and I was wearing like my, my white um, Nikes. Like I brought these new white Nikes and I was wearing them. And they're getting the supercar and the guy's like, the driver's like, hey man, there you go. Like, wow, there's some white shoes. I'm like, yeah. He's like, let's try and keep them that way. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just like far out, dude. What an experience. Like hammering like 300 Ks an hour along wow. this fucking road. And I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to die. Like, we're going to skid out. <laughs> like, and a few times he, like, kicked out. Um, and then, like, there was, like, birds, like, like 
kind of like ibises like on like the side of the track that he had to like dodge out of the way and um he's like fucking ben chicken like swerved yeah man it was like fully like right on the side of the thing and he had to kind of like he's like and i was like he's like man how are those fucking like even i was like i just assumed it was normal because i'm like oh maybe they were like maybe they of course like birds that can happen right birds can be anywhere right and um and like he came like we're talking to him afterwards the driver and He's like, how are the fucking birds just there on the side of the road? I'm like, yeah, I know. I was fucking, I was like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, what happens if one like flies in? He's like, they didn't care. They just stood there. I'm like, I know they didn't move. He's like, I'm like, what happens if one like flies in front of you? Just, does it just like fucking decimate him? Like, he's like, nah, fucks the car up, man. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, well, we're doing 250 Ks an hour. Yeah, and they're yeah, what, yeah. like 10 kilos. Wow. He's like, man, it'll fucking destroy the car. Like, we're lucky that they didn't fly in front of you. I'm like, fucking hell. That'd be crazy. Um, Death by Ibis. Yes, I know, right? Wow. It had to be the fucking bin chicken. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's just yeah, that's just the that's just sort of what I what I've been doing the last week or so. What about you? Anything? Um, well, no, anything no, note, no. Anything you've uh, watched or seen or? Well, no V8 hot laps, but we recently down here um, they held they hold an event called Race Wars and they hold it at the airport. And all these Ooh. people with their like souped up cars and and people come from all around Australia and even other countries and it's pretty much just like you know drag style like head to head all the cars line up and um you can uh, my wife's cousin has has one of his cars entered and yeah i got to hop in passenger and just one of those things like you said that you don't often go at those Mm. speeds you Mm. know um (laughs) but unfortunately uh at that event in particular um someone actually died so yeah oh bullshit yeah yeah he's uh his his brakes failed and yeah Oh fuck! Mm, yeah, it's, uh, it does. Yeah, and, and it'll. You know, it's very much like a family-friendly event and everything, and you think all the safety's oh, no. in place. But hey, if your car fails, yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's not much you can do about that. Hey, that's a shame. Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. Well, okay. Then news, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not sure whether we should dive into uh, a positive topic or because there's, well, there's a mix. Well, there's no. a mix. Yeah. No. Well, Simon, it is. It is a mix. You're right. Um, yeah. And it, I used to say this a lot. Uh, on the show I used to say this every week in fact on the show I don't say it anymore but it has been a massive week in news and it actually has been a massive week in news this week like True. doing this show I've been doing this show it's the 54th episode of this show I've been doing it for over a year now and some weeks you know it was great there's heaps of news stories and that but some weeks there's just not there's just sh- nothing worth talking about you have to scrounge on like one kind of thing, one sort of topic, you got to fill shit in. And sometimes it's like, what are we going to talk about? This week has been boom, story after story after story after story. Rector it's been nonstop. It, yeah. To the point, yeah, where we had to drop a couple of the stories. So um, just quickly, I guess, Anthony Mundane, you're a dickhead. And Donald Trump, you're also a dickhead. Um, <laughs> but in light of this, um, it is time for the return of rapid fire rapid fire news <laughs> so this whole week will be rapid fire basically because we have so many different okay. things to discuss but this one is breaking well not breaking news it broke this morning and i'm sure everyone's seen it but mm. we're recording the night of this happening so we have to now we're talking about we haven't written anything about it i've just read the news about it and we've seen it all obviously the the notre dame um you know cathedral church, cathedral is yeah. yep. burnt down it's absolutely they've terrible. tried to yeah it's like the it kind of all caught up in flames and they're i think they've managed to protect like the primary two towers in it or something like that but yeah. um man like like people a lot of people are saying you know online okay you got in france you got eiffel tower and second to that mm. in terms of an iconic structure is notre dame mm. it's an 850 mm. year old building um yeah and, uh, you know, you can't replace what's inside it. It's obviously filled with such historic mm. artwork and everything. And, mm. 
Yeah. Um, and it's, it, n- nothing, it sucks nothing stuff sinister like um, seems to be just related to renovations that they were doing on it and something. Yeah. Well, they've still got to... Well, they haven't even been able to get in to investigate yet because they're unsure whether the structure is safe for them to even go into. They put the flames out now. Um, but yeah, it's just devastating. Like, the stuff like this is... And this is like my biggest fear. Well, not my, my biggest fear. But my biggest fear is balloons. But one of my <laughs> biggest fears... Wow, you learned something new. <laughs> ...is my house burning down. Like, because... Not because I lose my house, because I could just build a new house or buy a new house. Like, house insurance, right? No worries. My biggest fear about my house burning down is all of the shit that I have in the house that you can't replace. Mm, like, mm. sports memorabilia and photos and trophies and, you know, there's stuff like there's a... Uh, you can't see it, but right next to me on the wall, there's a newspaper clipping from 1954 after the Bulldogs won their first grand wow. final. Like it's the front page of the... It's the front page of the Sporting Globe, which is no longer a thing that exists. Um, you know, there's stuff in here that you can't... Like, I can... My house burns down. I can buy a new... TV, I can buy a new PlayStation, I can buy a new couch, yeah, I yeah. can buy all, all that shit can be replaced, but it's all that stuff, like that really priceless stuff to you, like football jumpers and things that are signed that you cannot, you just can't buy exactly. those things. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, to an extreme extent what's happened in, in, and that's irreplaceable. Oh, definitely. Irreplaceable. Yeah. Um, what's happened there, which is de- absolutely devastating. Just for the for world and for history, like we've lost something so important to the world. Yeah. I think as long as people like try and put aside your feelings about, you know, say Catholic church and stuff, which is obviously has Mm. direct ties to this, you know, it's kind of like aside from like whatever your views are on, on religion and that, it's just like, this is, as you said, like a, an irreplaceable, uh, historic, like mammoth, structure mm. filled with just i mean the amount the hours and everything that would have gone into like the artwork inside and everything just even yeah it's and, and they're never gonna you know with how they build structures these days they're never gonna build something that looks like that again and the no. and like the caliber of artists are that they're not gonna really you know mm. <laughs> obviously in terms of if you talk about art movement stuff has moved on so you know, through all different styles since then so yeah you're just never gonna get the exact same thing um and yeah man it's it sucks i feel for the people in france because they're obviously you know they're it's it's one of their major icons it's just it's like the oh, eiffel man. tower burning down you can imagine that it'd be yeah 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 it's it is it's it's it is and you know it's it's horrible but like i mean it's going to be rebuilt so like they, they've um emmanuel macron has um called for like he's, he's going to raise a fund like start a fundraising campaign to to have it restored um so, uh, Francois Pinault, um, who owns Saint Laurent, Alexander McQueen and Gucci has already offered up a hundred million euros, um, to the, to the effort of rebuilding it. And Bernard Arnault, who owns Louis Vuitton, Moe Hennessy, uh, and Moe Hennessy said he's going to donate 200 million euros. So like... It'll be restored, obviously. They already have 300 million euros to put it back together. But it just... You're like, well, to your point, they don't build buildings like that anymore. Like, like yeah. this is a thing. This is something that's been, you know, in place for 850 years. Like, some of the beams that burnt are, you know, probably hundreds, like hundreds and hundreds of years old. Oh, exactly. Like you can't yeah. replace that. You can rebuild it, I guess, but it can't be replaced. So, it's, yeah, mm. it's, it's a terribly sad story. Terribly sad story. But at least um, the Notre Dame didn't get sucked into a black hole. Ah, 
science bitches. Uh, last week, uh, we got the first ever image of a black hole. And holy fuck, if that is not the coolest thing ever, I don't know what is. A team of over 200 scientists over the past seven mm. years created the Event Horizon Telescope, which is actually a network of telescopes spread out across the globe, all trained in on the black hole in the Messier 87 galaxy, which is about 16.4 million parsecs from Earth, or 50 million light years for those playing just, at home. Just a, ca- a casual 50 it, million, whatever, you know. <laughs> just a casual 53 million light years. Um, it took two years for the scientists to even be able to collate the data to produce the image. Uh, and while it's a skosh blurry, I would say it's pretty, pretty bloody cool. Simon, this is awesome. I didn't think that this was a thing that was possible. And, mm, and mm. these guys have done this. Five petabytes of data. Uh, apparently it was... They couldn't even store it on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it could yeah. not be stored on the internet. The internet could not handle They had to fly half a ton of hard drives to be able to collate this together. And that actually mm. equates the transfer speed to 14.5 gigabytes per second, which is just like hilarious. <laughs> They're able to you know, physical travel to a data transfer. But apparently they're taking more. <laughs> like we, we will expect more black hole images. Um, yeah. And the thing is, it's not actually really the black hole that you're seeing per se. It's more like no. the black hole's the, the gap in the, the gap it. in the middle, but all the glowing stuff mm. on the outside is all the matter that's been is being pulled in by its gravitational mm. force. Because um, that's the point: is you can't actually see a black hole because nothing space escapes is dark, light, not even black, light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not even light can escape the black hole. So as soon as anything goes in there, it just disappears. You basically ca- you just can't see it. It's not physically mm. visible. Um, what we did get though oh, was just an onslaught of memes. Yes, <laughs> we did get a lot of. Memes. <laughs> I, I, I even uh, contri- is- contributed one myself. Uh, I had the 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 black hole image, and then I had uh, the the Sauron tower with the eye, and I said, "Yes, should have Should have gone to spec savers. <laughs> yeah, that was quite funny. I did like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, this man, this was just the awesome, like, just such a cool news story, just such a fun thing, like, to, 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 for them to be able to do, like, this thing is 50, this thing, the image of that, like, that specific image happened, that, that, it happened 50, like, that's not like, oh, that's happening in real time, that was 53 million years ago. That's that insane. That is in fucking insane. <laughs> I, I wish, you know, had I not, um, had I been more, I don't know intellectually gifted as a child i would love to have done astronomy um like yeah. just to, the the whole thing of space and every like it's just so oh so fast i love space man and sp- like looking up at the stars and like it's just like i have a telescope and i love that shit man it's so cool astronomy all of that like i not astronomy astrolo- yeah astronomy not what? astrology astrology is the astrology is the horoscopes and stuff yeah 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 yep. correct astronomy um the um now I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about <laughs> horoscopes. Um, um, but no, so cool. I watched yeah. this video the other day. I tweeted it. I don't know if you saw, but it was the it's sort of like the scale of what the universe is, and it kind of just like zoomed out of every little thing. It just shows how like minuscule yeah. we are. In, Very much like, like the, end, the ending of uh, the first Men in Black, where they when they're zooming yeah. all the way out, and you're like, man, we are, and, and but even just when you see like pictures of like this is a picture of Earth taken from the moon or whatever, and you're like. Hmm. Man, like it's just insane to me when I see that, and, and and I'm like, just everything we know is just encapsulated with in this one planet, and it's just, oh, I don't know, it's it's crazy to me, like just even thinking about, like we must seem so close-minded and it's everything, like just yeah. the fact that we're yeah. all contained to one area and we're just like a little blip. 
amongst oh. all other existence that could be out there. So, so crazy, man. Mm. And we'll never like we will ne- and like watching this video about the scale of the universe and how big it is and how far away it is. We will never, not in our lifetime, not in our kids' lifetimes, not in their kids' lifetimes. We will never, ever, ever, ever. I don't think the human race, for as long as we exist, will ever have contact with alien. I, I, I cannot in the fathom that alien life does not exist, mm. but we will never have, like the human race will never have contact with alien life. It's just way too far away. And our and, only, um, our only chance of being able to even like put our minds in, 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 in a state to even get to that moment would be that we can't regress and have thoughts like Israel Folau. Just stuck in the past, this guy. <laughs> I, re- I really was grasping straws for that segue. <laughs> that, was a, that, was a, that was a good segue. I wasn't quite finished talking about the black hole. But oh, we sorry, can sorry. Just, wow. um, just, we have so many articles no, no, to get through. I'm just trying to... <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I appreciate the... Uh, I appreciate the... the the segue is brilliant, by the way. Um, uh, so, should we talk anyway, about them? Or you want to keep yeah, talking sure, about Yeah, sure, let's do it. In this week's <laughs> edition of... No, no, we can talk about Israel Folau. Uh, in this week's edition of Dumb Man Says Dumb Thing, Israel Folau uh, has been issued a breach notice by Rugby Australia for yet another homophobic social media post. Uh, for those playing at home, you might remember that Israel Folau actually won the prestigious award of Flog of the Week for his post made back in 2018. Mm. Um, if you don't know what Flog of the Week is, Google it. Uh, <laughs> Falau posted an image on Instagram last week that reads, Drunks, homosexuals, adulterers, liars, fornicators, thieves, atheists, and idolaters, hell awaits you. Uh, all in the name of God, apparently. Um, mm. And as it does in these situations, the free speech debate has raged once again. So he's effectively been sacked, or he will be sacked by Rugby Australia uh, and the Waratahs. So he won't play rugby union in Australia ever again. I can't see him playing rugby league in Australia again. Um, I guess just on that, I don't want to touch on the semantics of it all, but there is talk that this was a calculated move by him so that he can get out of his rugby Australia contract and go play in Europe and earn a lot more money. Um, I don't want to delve too much into that because I don't really care. Um, But I wanted to talk about, I guess, this whole thing about, like the whole free speech debate. Okay, yes. And where, where... Free speech, and, and I've said, if I've said it once, Simon, I've said it a million times, and I've said it so many times on this show. Freedom of speech does not mean freedom from consequences. Okay, and that is that. I think that is exactly where this kind of thing falls. How did you? How do you feel about the? Are you were first of all, are you a religious man. Uh, I grew up in a very strict Catholic household, and I abandoned mm-hmm. all that as soon as I moved out. Out of boy. I mean, not attaboy. I should say. <laughs> each to their own, I guess. Yeah, yeah, each, each to their, their own. own. If you're Catholic, I, I, I guess, I'm I not... guess. So, it, obviously, you're good mates with someone like John right? He's he's a religious yep. guy, but the type, the the dom- denomination that he grew up in, and there's kind of like more, you know, fun sort of he's youth groupy yeah, style not, stuff. Yeah. That's that's more. That's I didn't get any of that with being the Catholic upbringing, right? Mm. Which is very much like a strict, just like mm. old, old musty people just, and, and so many extra rules piled on top um, and, and so much like guilt yeah, that's yeah, yeah. placed upon you for certain actions and everything. And I'm just like, no, nah, mm. I like, this is, this is ridiculous. And obviously, you know, with Israel, him being Catholic himself, um, yeah, yeah, just people say dumb shit on behalf of their beliefs and, of of like yep. some of their decisions are based on like a single line out of a Bible that was probably like you know like Chinese whispers style has been over the mm. years <laughs> changed so mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah um I so it's freedom of speech um 
once it becomes hate speech, that's when you lose freedom of speech. And I believe mm. this is delved. Um, you can he can push the argument of his religious beliefs, but um, he really yeah. he he should be smart enough to know that. Okay, he might be able to sit there at home and or in church, or whatever, and just think those thoughts, but you can't go out there saying it or posting it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a fair stance to have. So I I am firmly in the camp of it is absolutely his right to to say to and it's always a hard one. There's always a line of like the the hate speech, and it can and this can be seen as hate speech. Um, I see it more as ignorance. and um misguidedness um and there's definitely hate behind it um and but i i firmly believe that he can he has the absolute right to say these things that that he that he believes if he truly believes Mm, them mm. uh as misguided and um absolutely ridiculous as i believe that they are Mm. however i absolutely believe that that it and this is where the debate's Flip the other ways. It is absolutely the right of the NR, Rugby Australia and um, the Waratahs to rip up his contract and sack him. Yeah, and yep. that is the that is my point about freedom of speech does not mean freedom of consequences. He can say what he wants. These people can say what they want. Um, unfortunately, that's the society that we live in. Um, but as you say, they there have to are be consequences. For the consequences. Yeah, exactly. Exactly yeah. right. It's 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 Roseanne. You know. Yes. She, yeah. <laughs> The ABC has every right to sack her for what she said. She's got every right to say the things that she wants to say and have the beliefs that she has. That's mm. what I. That's, what, that's the be- that's the beauty of living in a free world is the and that is the beauty of free will is you are allowed and we live in a society that allows you to think and believe what you want um, without you know being killed or put in jail basically mm. right mm. like that's that of the extremes of it you can say and think what you want absolutely you can but you have to be prepared for the repercussions of that and. Mm. You can lose your job for for that kind of stuff, yeah, and he yeah. has, and Roseanne did, and that's that is my point of this is that I have no sympathy. Like people who are saying, "Oh, the you know the NRU, it's going against free speech by them sacking him." It's like, no, absolutely, it's got, no, absolutely not. It's he he they're allowing him to say what he wants, but what they're saying is that if you don't abide by our policies and our belief, like you know our um, I forget the wording that they used, but the inclusive their, um, inclusive something nature of yeah the, like yeah. They're, yeah like the you know their their guidelines of their policies of you know um and their the guidelines that they have. I can't remember the wording that they use but you know that if that if he breaks those like there are rules that are in place that, that are saying that if you were representing our business our company you know our organization you can't say these things mm, mm. you can believe you can say them but you can't be associated with us if you say them yeah and that's, and that's why where, I, yeah i feel like people can't really have the argument of like oh the world's become sports become too pc or whatever i'm like it's no. part of the rugby's it's their guidelines yeah. exactly as you said so yeah and he broke the yeah, rules absolutely. and faced consequences and there you go Yep, absolutely right. And on that as well, like people often, I I hear this a lot and people like, they say about like, you know, don't bring politics into my sport and this kind of stuff. Like I, 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 I'm a part of like a forum for my football team. Okay. And in our first game of the year, we had a, um, uh, like a, a rainbow flag in our cheer squad. Waving in the cheer squad, which was to promote, you know, obviously acceptance of um, the, you know, LGBT community, uh, yep. Yep. community. 
and um which is sweet i'm like great awesome if we can you know be more inclusive and make people feel more welcome more people talk. and then you get the barrage of people who say things like oh why are you gonna bring the politics into my you know why are the social causes and politics gonna be brought into sport and you know just keep that stuff out of it like ah oh, that stuff annoys the shit out of me when people have that line like i i think sport is such an amazing conduit to bring people together oh yeah definitely that we should use it it's like the whole th- debate when the whole thing happened around um uh, damn it, I'm losing. I've got no memory for names and words <laughs> tonight. Um, who was kneeling in the NFL? Oh, yes, um, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I know the event, I don't know the name, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows who I'm talking about. Um, they did the Nike ad with him. Uh, so Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick, yes. Um, you know, people say, Oh, don't bring your politics into my sport, but sport brings so many different diverse people and cultures and stuff together under one banner and you know like you know like it's one of the only one of the only things that we have in our world that really unites people from all mm. walks of life mm. so why are people so adverse to use to that being a, like a conduit to be able to talk about things like acceptance and um you know these social issues and that. it's just it's just it's, I know it's off topic. I've gone on a tangent. Yeah, but the, the thing me. is, I, I think like it's our like you and I have similar ages, right? And it's our genera- mm. our generation is the generation of just so much of this yeah. change socially. So yeah. like you compare us to our parents' generation and then the generation above them, and like you could have your grandparents and parents m- might be kind of similarly minded on some issues, but to us, like we could we can be vastly different because a lot so much has happened in the last you know 15 years, um, involving all sorts of like social issues and stuff. And, um, I just feel like this is the thing that we're going to come up against. Um, some people are just yeah. very much stuck in their ways, whether they're from like a you know baby boomer kind of generation or whether they're just uh, I know I, I experience it too. I live in regional Western Australia and when you live regionally you just get a lot more closed-minded people mm. um, and that's just yep. sort of how it goes and yeah you come up against it and you, you just try your best to try and like get along with people mm. and see see to reason where you can and yeah do you think they're closed-minded or do you think they just haven't been ex- because you know they live regionally mm. they haven't been exposed to you know like so like you know we like you live regionally, obviously, but mm. you're involved in a lot of online communities, yes. a lot, a lot yeah. of progressive um, communities, and people who are willing to have, you know, open discussions, yeah, um, and and be accepting of these things. Do yeah. you think that it's it's closed mindedness, or do you think that they just haven't been exposed to it, so they they fear what they don't know? Yeah. So a lot of this, uh, it, a lot of like their anger and, and, and frustration towards it and not understanding it is essentially to me based in fear. They're just kind of like, where did this thing come from? I don't know it before. What's this all about? Is this going to make me less manly? How are my mates back in my country town going to feel about me now? Are they going to call me like, oh, you're bloody poofed or whatever when I come down to, to my local mm. bar and stuff? Yeah, it, and mm. it's just how it is. I just feel like s- small towns and that especially, it's very much a, an echo chamber type thing. They're all just they all talk their own stuff and they all believe it and they're not progressing further because they're not looking outwards. So, um, I'm not, I'm not clearly not labeling all people in regional areas like that. There's plenty of great, like Mm. progressive little towns and everything around here too. Um, I just think it's the way it is. Like you, typically mm. within cities you get more of that kind of like open-mindedness because there's a, a lot more sort of like merging of You're different cultures and communities. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly right. Yep. And that's why that goes exactly straight back to my point about sport is that, you know, it, we should 
embrace these things that bring different beliefs and mm. cultures and mm. you know things together. Um, but on Israel for our, like just even just on this, and I'll repeat, this is what um, I'll make this po- last year when uh, this came up. Um, I had this discussion with Jono, who is a um, you know a very uh, he doesn't like the word religious. He's very he's a Christian, so he's okay. like you know, okay. he's a very Christian. And, yeah. and honestly, one of the if not the kindest, most genuine human being I've ever met okay. in my twenty nine and a bit years on this planet. Yeah. No joke. And and I put a lot of that. Into, obviously, it comes from you know the upbringing and stuff. But his faith it it, it pushes him to be. Um, better and accepting and love and and give love and to Jono's point last year when this this came up about um israel yeah. israel Folau having this you know a, he made a similar post about if you're gay you'll go to hell it was like I'm paraphrasing but that's basically the gist of it yeah he said it's not and to Jono's point he said this is not very christian of him mm, mm. like this is not what christians are about yeah. and this is the problem is that it paints him coming out so it being in and, and why you know he faces consequences like this um, and why he should and why it's why it's another stupid thing to do is it paints all Christian people with the same brush. Yeah. And yeah. all the, they go, oh, you know, all these religious people believe this, but it's not absolutely not true. It's spouting this, you know, as you put it, hate speech mm. is absolutely antithetical to the way that Christians are, yeah. which is love and acceptance and, and understanding and um, kindness mm. and education, not, you're going to burn in hell. Yeah, and that's a problem with any of these like extreme actions that any of these very small percentage of people take um, and, mm. and then people apply that level of thinking to the group. So obviously you've mm. got Catholics with and the stuff with Cardinal Pell, right? So then suddenly yeah. like, they're like, oh, if you're, if you're Catholic, you're a pedophile. Do you know what I mean? Like people just make yeah. those blanket statements, which is clearly not mm. true. Obviously there's a lot of exactly. cra- crap that goes on within certain you know, religious yeah. um, denominations and that, but um, you can apply the same sort of thinking to uh, Muslims and that. You've got people in this country that are just like, exactly. see the extremist actions of a very, very, very small percentage being Taliban, et cetera. And and they're like every single yep. Muslim wants to blow me up, and it's just that that yep. way of thinking that, and it's all based in fear, fear of the unknown, and everything. Um, yeah. Just people need to just try and like break past that. Um, yeah, and that's the main frustration I find with any of these extreme re- reactions people have from either side, um, really. So, mm-hmm. no, but um, speaking of uh, freedom of speech, we can switch over to freedom of information with Julian Assange. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yes, well done. I was waiting for you. you nailed that. That's good. This is great. Uh, WikiLeaks co-founder Julian Assange's occupation of the Ecuadorian embassy is over. Mm. And as expected, he was sensationally arrested in London on Thursday and charged by the US government with conspiracy. Assange had spent the last seven years claiming political asylum in the embassy after losing the final appeal against his transfer to Sweden on a European arrest warrant. He was then charged with failing to surrender to the court back in 2012 after taking asylum in the embassy. And Ecuador, seemingly, has had enough of Assange and put him out on his backside, revoking Mm. his asylum. So, what's next for the WikiLeaks co-founder? And the question I want to pose is, is Julian Assange a hero or a criminal? I think his initial intentions, they they had like a a, a telly series or telly movie about it, I remember, years ago. And I think his initial Mm. intentions of wanting to like... Everyone should needs to know what's going on and have access. Like I think that's fine, mm. but he's just mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, living inside one place for seven years as well, and just like the older he's got, the more I, I can imagine. Like to me, he essentially has some form of like mental 
condition or something just yeah. with how yeah. much he's dwelled upon so. all of this and all the stuff he's come up against and then you whether it's true or not yeah. you hear about the stuff of him like skateboarding through the house wiping shit all over the walls and stuff and that's <laughs> why like and and you know they it, you see it like from they pulled him out of the out of the embassy and he's like pasty as hell yeah. and he's looking scra- like a weird like homeless <laughs> can- long, candle or beard, something yep. i don't know yeah um yeah and yeah i he he claims that he still is of that you know i'm I'm uh, I'm for the people. I'm I'm giving them what they need to know and stuff. But he's just so far into himself that it's just gone beyond that. And you have like you obviously remember you know like Peter Grest, who was um, the journalist who was held overseas and then eventually freed. Yeah. He recently yeah. did a a piece stating uh, coming straight out stating that no Julian Assange is not a journalist and his extreme actions is preventing any progress being made that's trying to legitima- legitimize real journalism again because obviously you know mm. with everything involving like tar- targeted journalism clickbait and everything yeah. and then ob- obviously yeah. the the rhetoric of fake news fake news and all that sort of stuff um, yeah, people yeah, don't yeah. really know what to believe and so you got people like Peter Gress who's just like no you know I'm 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 trying to bring back some faith in real journalism and what Julian is mm. doing is completely guess- the opposite yeah, well, I guess Julian Assange is almost on the opposite end of the spectrum of what, yeah. you know, the fake news cycle. Like, he's literally just dumping information out there. Like, or WikiLeaks is dumping information out there. Like, it's not about, um, you know, there's no spin. It's like, this is the info. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. This is documents kind of thing. So, it's it's, it's such a complicated situation. It's so, I'm I, Honestly, I'm like, I, I'm, you know, I teeter on this almost by the half hour like yeah. i'm like yeah i'm like yeah i'm like you know so like all right so we'll break it down a little bit so the reason he went into the ecuadorian embassy was because he was trying to they were, they were trying to extradite him to sweden over charges around rape and molestation these types of things yeah um though those cases have been dropped because it was um just a it just there was a lot of talk around that being like the charges were dubious um there was no justice were never served to anyone in that case, not the alleged mm, victims mm. or the alleged person. Like it just, it just never happened. Um, I don't want to go deep into that because I don't know the full details of that yeah, story, but from yeah. what I understand was there's a lot of gray area with that. So that's why he went into the embassy. So he could not be extradited to Sweden. Um, he was arrested in London under the charge of missing that court date, basically breached his bail yeah. by not going back to court. So that's what he was arrested for in London the other day. Um, what the US are charging with now is conspiracy to, I forget the, the exact terminology, but it's like a conspiracy to um, basically hack. is a hacking charge. So this is around back in uh, 2011 or, 20, or 2007. I can't remember which exact year, but uh, with Chelsea Manning, who is the was the whistleblower, I yeah. guess, around the Iraqi war stuff. So... The, the charge that the US are alleging is that, um, and what he's been indicted on, is that he basically um, helped or coerced Chelsea Manning to hack and gain access to files that she wasn't authorized to and give him the information. Yeah. Um, and which he then released all of these documents, which was when WikiLeaks really blew up, which was around, you know, genocide and um, torture and everything, all the atrocities that were going on with the Iraqi war. Um and so, like, a part of me says, you know, all of that stuff, you know, around war crimes and these types of things, those are in the public interest. Like, you know, we should, you know, we should know about this stuff. If there's 
bad shit going on and the people that we trust to be in charge of the world are doing bad shit. We should, we should know about it. Yeah. Um, and they should be held accountable for that. And then there's, you know, the other side of it was where it's like, you know, what about when, you know, he's putting people's lives in danger a lot of the time by by leaking a lot of these classified documents with names and you know around spies and espionage and this type of thing, so there's there's a lot a lot of the time there's matters of national security. Um, so on that side of it, I'm like, well, a lot of the time he's irresponsible with his yeah his information that he has, saying, and he's yeah. putting and he's putting people's lives in danger. You know, a lot of the time. Um, and then there's this stuff with the Sweden stuff. So I'm like, yeah, should he be held accountable for that? But we don't really know. It's innocent, guilty. Um, it's such a complicated issue. I honestly don't know. Like, you know, uh, where he's lost a lot of clout uh, in the last couple of years. Are you aware of this, everything that happened with the 2016 election? With his sort of involvement there with documents oh, being released? I, I, I heard a bits here and there. That's so this it. is so fascinating to me, and this goes against this goes again with the whole um, around, and I'm guilty of it as well. We we stay in our own echo chamber. We don't hear about a lot of this kind of stuff yeah. because you know, and and I'm guilty of it as well. This this sort of came up with all of this that was going on and his involvement with it. I hadn't heard hardly anything about this. I'd heard little bits and pieces, but basically, what happened during the 2016 election? Uh, WikiLeaks released um, emails. Um, between Democrat, basically, what was happening was the Democratic Party was trying to um, subvert the, basically, corrupt the the campaign so that Hillary would beat Bernie Sanders. Mm, mm. That was basically what was happening. He exposed that, so he's lost a lot of progressive support because of that. Because he was seen as, um, you know, directly by doing that, he directly influenced the Trump campaign to win. You know, and so he lost a lot of progressive support by doing that. And in the same breath, I'm, I, and I see that and I'm like, well, you can't have it both ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like so he was, he was trying to, he was trying to expose like some corruption within an actual singular party rather than give yeah. Trump an upper hand sort and, of thing. Yeah. And I really, I really respect that because a lot of people on the, and, and, you know, people see, you know, Julian Assange as this, you know, freedom fighter of information and, you know, exposing the, you know, the underside of the government and stuff yeah. like that. And when he does that and it's exposing someone on your side, you can't get upset about it. Yeah. Like, yeah. they were doing the wrong thing. Um, you know, that's... He had that he's information on there skewed, he released it. skewed one way in particular. He's just there for just yeah. the complete freedom of information. Yeah, I just think, yeah. uh, as you say, he's kind of like just with recent events and stuff. He's really kind of shot himself in in the foot. Um, yeah, his yeah, yeah, his public perception is at, a, is at an all time low. We can yeah, I, I think I, I say, say if if you can from when WikiLeaks first exploded to where he is now, whether you call it a career or not, the first half of it was really like he was going from like strength to strength in terms of like. It was revealed. Wow, yeah. It's like, you know, look at all this stuff that we didn't even know about before and, you know, mm. this, the power he has and access to information. And, yeah, then mm. obviously you get all the uh, seven years of the embassy uh, <laughs> and all that sort of stuff going on. And <laughs> yeah. then uh, the rumours or not of whether he's gone crazy and he's, yeah, um, stuff involving fecal matter. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep, so. I don't know. I, yeah, I... It's kind of like a wait and see. I, I've lost kind of mm. touch and interest in terms of what he was doing just because he holed himself in this embassy. So, yeah. yeah. It'll be 
it will be very interesting to see what happens next because basically first thing so there's a court date in june where he will basically face the charges around breaching his bail um which could get him uh 12 months in prison in england mm. um which is probably a good thing for him because he's gonna his, his legal team and he's gonna need time to build his case against his extradition to the u.s yeah um what they're going to be fighting is, is that so the UK won't and Australia has this policy as well we won't extradite people to countries where they may face a death penalty yeah okay. just won't do it yep. um, and UK uh, UK has the same um, policies um, and so what they'll be fighting against is so this this charge that he's, he's under at the moment which is very simple charge of conspiracy the hacking charge with Chelsea Manning um, he you know, it's a very simple charge, but the fear is, is that once he gets extradited to the US, he will be, you know, he, which I think on that charge, it carries like a f- maximum five year jail penalty. Okay. Which is nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. Five years. Sweet. You know, um, he will, the, the fear is that once he gets over there, they will compound charge after charge after charge after charge after charge on top of him where, you know, he'll face hundreds and hundreds yeah, and hundreds of life accumulate, sentences, yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't think he's done anything to warrant the death penalty, but that that is what they will use as their defense to not have him extradited to the US because that's worst case scenario. Yeah, for him. okay. okay. Um, so I don't know. And, and the other half of it is, is like, this guy's an Australian citizen. Mm. At what point does the Australian government get involved with this guy and, and do something here? Like, should we be supporting him as a guy? We've supported, as far as I'm concerned, far worse people as far as like the Bali Nine and you know, yeah. drug traffickers. Yeah. You know, we've campaigned to have them released and brought home and this kind of thing. Like, should we be doing more to help Julian Assange and bring him home? Well, it depends. Has he done much in the way of trying to expose Australian government in the past or has it purely been international interest? Uh, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure. Because um, pr- provided, I... provided that he hasn't, then I think they're going to be a yeah. bit more likely to actually do something. But I think if they feel like he's, yep. it's like you know bringing back, a, yeah, just bringing back yeah. a, a repeat offender or something. You know, he's they're going to be like less, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Like not they, a lot of governments. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I mean they may have to step in at some point. Clearly, he still is an Australian mm-hmm. citizen, so mm-hmm. I find it so bizarre that they haven't yet. Um, it's fine, but not. He's not a he's not a big he's not like he's not a a lot of the governments around the world he's not their biggest fan. Yeah, um, yeah. they're not his big they're not his biggest fan I should say. Uh, he the reason he got kicked out of the Ecuadorian embassy and this is you know all alleged but the understanding is that so he was able to take refuge there because um, the Ecuadorian the leader of Ecuador at the time was a big fan of him yeah. um, and had been supportive of him and his actions and what he was doing. There's now a new leader in there and WikiLeaks had put some information out there around the leader of Ecuador. Yep. So that's, that's, there's a lot of talk that they weren't happy with him doing that. And that is one of the reasons why they've sort of pushed him out the door. Mm, um, mm. But yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, it'd be, yeah, I mean, I don't know what's, I don't know what happens next with, uh, with Julian Assange. It'd be very interesting to see what our government does um, going forward with that. Well, I guess the idea is that um, given his supposed recent actions, he's certainly not going to be elected as Australian Prime Minister anytime soon. No, certainly not. <laughs> Federal election, May 18th. We have a date. It was the very last possible date um, that it could have been. We do 
have a date. Prime Minister Scott Morris, 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 Scomo, 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 Scott Morrison <laughs> has called for the election. May 18th, as you said, is the date we go to the polls to decide who is going to screw up our country for another four years. Now, We're, Simon. It's very much in election mode at the moment, both parties, so... Oh, yes. yes. Yes, 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 they are. They are very much so. Um, now, uh, <laughs> before we get into, I guess, that all of that, I, I wanted to I want to talk about it because you presented me with a very interesting, great little discussion topic Yes. Uh, the other day, or a discussion piece, I should say, um, which is a great little tool I think we should talk about for undecided voters, Yes. Uh, which is the Vote Compass, which is produced by the ABC. Yep. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what the Vote Compass is, basically it's a questionnaire, uh, which is put together by the ABC, around, I guess, how your views might align with certain parties. Uh, it, it ranges, is, I think, 30 questions and then a few like follow-up questions around yeah. different pieces. Basically aligns with policies and beliefs and these types of things like how it's, str- it's a you know strongly disagree to strongly agree yep. scale we all we've all done these types of surveys before very fascinating i, I really um i enjoy doing these because it does just sort of show you where 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 you're at and what you yeah, sort of exactly. what you feel yep. and and, and if, especially if you're not i recommend to do this if you're not dialed in and you're not paying attention you're not reading the news and that kind of thing mm. um you know and it's each there i'm not you know this, this is a really good tool to use to just help you decide because a lot of people and this is the problem with australia is the with the being compulsory to vote is a lot of people piss their vote away yeah they walk in they go oh six party oh pirate party yeah you know yeah. And they tick those Donkey boxes and, um or yeah. or the, my favorite is when they go in and they put another box at the end and they go three votes see judd um and put it in there. <laughs> but um, I, I think these are great tools and mm. it's great that the abc mm. does this every year and gives you a good um i guess scale of where you sit so Mm-hmm. Simon, mm-hmm. I imagine you've done the uh, the vote, vote compass, compass. And, and, and you did too. I have. Okay, I have. good, interesting. Uh, interesting. And I I was very much uh, where I thought I would be, um, which is where I feel like I am on every like I always just feel like I'm like yeah that's about where I'm at. Um, so where 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 you first of all. Were you surprised with your findings? Were you like, that's about right? Um, no, I was, you, not, I was not surprised at all. I was like, bang on. Like, I was actually surprised at how close I was to the party mm. that I plan on voting for. Ah, very good. Well, so I'll give so I'll give the listeners, and I'll put this an image of this in the thumbnail for the show, yeah, so you can yeah. check it out if you like. Um, of what the scale looks like. So basically, it's a it's a square scale with the you know the cross line, and it's at the top it's got social progressive, economic left, and on the right it says economic right, social conservative. Yeah. And you basically where you fit on the scale aligns with that, and you've got you know right up in the top left corner, which is like as social progressive and economic left as you can be. You've got the Greens, mm-hmm. um, and then a little bit halfway down that is you know the it's the labor party yep uh and then as you move along to the right side pretty much in the identical spot but on the opposite around um uh progressive social progressiveness and economics um you've got the liberal party and the national party the coalition and then right down in the crazy part you've got one nation <laughs> um yeah, and I say that with no uh, qualms at all. That is the crazy yeah, exactly. side. Yeah, yeah. If you I found agree. yourself down there, <laughs> I, I worry for you. Um, uh, so where did you find yourself, Simon? Um, I was very slightly below ALP, Labor Party. No, Fair and that's pretty uh, much uh, where, that's pretty much. I'm like the the main thing that I'm 
okay, there's many reasons why I say we don't like the coalition, right? But it's basically I mm. feel like their lack of social progressiveness is what gets to me the most. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, okay. and so to me, I've always felt like uh, I'm trying to find a balance between like you know, the economic side of things as well as actually just you know caring about certain topics other than just money focused and. Generally, for me, uh, I've always been like, okay, um, Labor mostly fall into that category, and so therefore I've gone with them. Mm-hmm. On a federal election level, mm-hmm. I've never wanted to vote for Greens because I feel like it's a waste because they just don't hold in- enough power. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of mm-hmm. uh, Greens views and stuff that I'm like, yeah, that's good. You know, I can see where they're coming from. Um, particularly when it comes to like uh, knowledge with technology, Greens are actually a fair bit ahead of the other parties, but it's purely just because mm-hmm. they their power is so um, minuscule in comparison. I feel like it would be um, a wasted vote. So, Interesting. yeah. So on, on a general scale, um, I would say you know say I agree with probably like seventy percent of of Labor stuff. This time round with the campaigning, it's probably a bit higher than that. Um, I think there's a, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff they're doing which um, I think is pretty good. Um, as well as, okay, so you obviously have their past with the uh, Rudgela Rudd stuff, which was then obviously yeah. reflected with what's happening, been happening, and most likely still happening within Abbott, the. Turnbull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then ScoMo, and yeah. then and then now, ScoMo, j- just yeah. today, you had uh, Tony Abbott say, oh, yeah, if someone wanted me to be a uh, liberal leader, I would take that on. So it's just like this. Oh, he's still hanging go around. Away. He's still hanging go around. Away. Um, he's in danger of losing his seat, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like, man, yeah. you can just. So for for me, when I have friends, they take I, I say take the vote compass because they don't know what to do. And where they they usually fall yeah. if they fall, say oh they're like oh it looks like I'm closer to Liberal Party sort of thing, and they're like I guess I should go for them. And I'm I'm not I'm like okay co- completely up to you whatever. But mm-hmm. it, I I like to point out the the lack of stability within that own party over the past few years. Yeah. So yeah, that's sort of yeah. where I'm at. Um, yeah. Fair enough. And I, I was, I think I'm very similar to you. So I was right. I, I and I, I knew, so with these things, and I guess just generally with me is that I don't, I don't consider myself, I consider myself like when people ask me like, oh, I think I'm, you know, socially progressive, but I'm a lot, I'm in the middle on a lot of subjects yeah, yeah. and this is pretty much where this has put me. So I'm in that, like the, the, the top left quadrant, yeah. but right in the middle. So I'm right. So as far as social progressive, I'm on that side, but I'm right on the line of only just being economically left to yes. economically right. Yeah. So yeah. I would consider myself socially progressive, uh, economically um, liberal. So that's, you're, that's so you're, you're, sort of you're approaching myself. the center of the entire quadrant sort of thing. I'm right in the, I'll show you here and I'll put this as the, um, as the, uh, Thumbnail. Yep. the, the thumbnail, but you can sort of see uh, here for you, Simon. I'm, ah, I'm right smack bang, like yeah, right, right yeah. Near the, so right next, right next to Labor. Um, yeah, so, so right in the middle as yeah. far as economics. So I'm literally like, so, you know how they're broken up into like little grid squares. I'm like a, yes. a, a square to the left of where you are, like right below yeah. where Labor is. Yeah. So, so you're you're same level of of social progressiveness, um, a little bit more economically. Yes. Um, yeah, progressive. Yes. Yep. Yep. And that's yeah, uh, economically. Um, Conservative is how I describe myself. Yeah, so I'm I'm right back right smack bang in the middle as far as economics, but socially progressive is where I find myself, yeah. which is pretty much how I can, how I consider myself anyway. And um, you know, I really like doing this because it just does kind of like reaffirm where you're at with sort of things. Mm. Um, you know, it, it gives you an idea of how much you agree with the certain parties, and you know, same and, and and pretty much the same. You know, for my ranking, it goes Labor Party, Greens, Liberals, and then. Pol- uh, 
one nation right down the bottom um so yeah it's 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 a cool it's a cool little cool little little tool and i encourage people that if you're not um sure who you want to vote for uh and this is the hard thing as well is like i'm not and i've said that this 100 times on this show uh i don't like either labor or liberal um i've voted liberal before and i've voted labor before Mm -hmm. um you know i've i've never voted for an independent um because i've never um, for one, I've never known enough about what the independents yeah, are doing yeah. to give them my vote, yep. and and it's similar to you. I don't feel like it. I feel like that can be a bit of a wasted vote, mm, mm. Um, you know. And there's never been anyone in my um, uh, shire. Is that what we kind of call them? You know, <laughs> not fucking Lord, you, you Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings like, my, my, I've never had that shire. Um, this, my n- no representative I've ever had in my district yes, or whatever yeah, you want to call it yeah. um, has ever, as, as an independent, has ever spoken to me okay. in any way, shape yeah. or form. Yeah. So I've never voted for one. Um, you know, I don't consider, I don't align to any party and I never will um, because as far as I'm concerned, they're so much like each other, it's ridiculous. But uh, I would definitely say that I'm leaning more towards Labor. I don't like Bill Shorten. Like I actively dislike him. I actually like Scott Morrison more than I like Bill Shorten as a leader. Um, but I align more with what the Labor Party is doing, I guess, at the moment. But I'm still... I would say I'm leaning towards more voting for Labor at the moment, mainly on, I guess, the so not so much on the economic side of things, because, again, I'm right in the middle, mm. but mm. mainly because of, I guess, the social stuff that's been going on. This, this, so I think, that's sort of like, at, if you separate yourself from certain views the, the and look at it just at, like, a, 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 a your, like, faith, faith in an actual party... I, th- yeah. I really feel like that, uh, I mean, obviously I'm talking about like, you know, being closer to Labour and stuff and that's our plan I'm voting for, but in terms of just demonstrating themselves as more of like a united party and holding an actual single leader for long enough, mm. um, I, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that, it, you know, if you're looking at it just on that level, that is their strength at the moment, whereas I just feel like there's so much infighting going on within the Liberal Party. Um, and even mm. to the point of with all this campaign, you've got different members within the party saying different stuff. One people are saying, yep, yeah. yep, uh, you know, uh, electric vehicles are great. And then you've got Michaela Cash being like, save the youth, save the youth. So it's just, um, <sighs> yeah, um, I just... Michaela Cash. Yeah, and, and that's, yeah, I just... And then obviously, you know, you've got you know, Tony Abbott rearing his head again. So, yeah, um, I think uh, I, I don't have a problem with Bill Shorten I don't dislike him I'm not like a, a huge fan I, I think he's serving the purpose uh, as a leader and mm. I, I believe he generally believes the stuff that he's saying you know well enough um, but yeah ultimately it, it comes to I'm just more more where I align with that the progressiveness and then kind of like the like I understand economically not just like completely just promising stuff and throwing money. Like I, I do realize you have to be conservative in some levels, but I also believe mm. that you need to actually invest in stuff that's going to pay for itself down this track rather than just trying to like not spend stuff and be like, oh, look, we're holding a surplus, you know, like it's, it's finding that balance between the two. Um, a, a good example is mm. like the original NBM plan was, was great. And then obviously change of uh, leadership um, and then it's like, no, yeah, we're going to, you know, this one's too expensive. We're going to Frankenstein it. We're going to cut everything down. And then it turns into quite a botched rollout um, with sub Ooh. substandard speeds and ended up being, uh, you know, price-wise probably even more expensive. So, yeah, mm. it's it's just that sort of level of on, on a spending money for the country type of thing. I, I just, mm. I feel, to me, my problem with Liberal Party is that it's just more concerned with, like, 
we we got to we got to stay in a surplus rather than actually like doing stuff for the future of the country. But yeah, that's just where I sit. Yep, that's fair, and that is fair. Um, and that's probably where I'll, I think you'll see a change. Um, my prediction is that I think Labor will win uh, going forward. I think people are sort of fed up with the Liberals and what they've been dishing up, um, especially with you say the the um, the constant destabilization of this party. But it's it's bad because it's been they've both been doing it. And, yeah, but I think you know, like and they, that's the they, thing is we can't yeah, forget that. Yeah, you you can blame Labor for the initial kind of like setting the trend of that, and mm. then that then pass on to the Liberal Party. But I, I think it's just the fact that they've had a singular leader in opposition for over two terms, um, mm. at least just shows that they're not. You know, and, and the polls were not great for Bill Shorten during times, particularly you know in terms of being yeah. a popular uh, opposition leader. Um, but they stuck mm. with him, and yeah, so. See how it goes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very good, very good. Now, yes, I want to, uh, I want to move on uh, to our last topic. Did you have a segue for us for this last topic? Well, um, you could say that both of these uh, party leaders are at war with each other, but they remain on Earth because we are going to switch into intergalactic war with Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. It was okay. Jeez. It was okay. Yeah, it was, it was ish. It was ish. Yeah, it was, it was... I was thinking on the spot. And now, I wanted, did on, you prepare any of No, I didn't. Did you prepare I, any I, of these? I, I, I was well, too man, busy talking you, about I... election crap to think up uh, one ahead of time. So, <laughs> No, it was good, mate. Well, I'll give you A plus then for the other ones. I'll let that last one. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll retcon that last one. Speaking we'll of retconning. We'll retcon it, yes. Uh, we'll retcon that last one because um, uh, because the, the previous ones, the fact that they were all off the cuff as well, is um, uh, were absolutely fantastic. Anyway. It's a celebration, bitches! This yes. past weekend, we had the 13th edition of the Star Wars Celebration, which is, as the name suggests, a celebration of the space opera franchise, where new movies, news, and trailers are revealed, among other things. Uh, three main things promoted at this year's celebration was new trailer and name reveal for the upcoming Episode 9, which has been revealed as uh, The Rise of Skywalker. Yes. Uh, rad. Uh, rad. A reveal trailer of uh, Respawn's uh, EA-published single-player Star Wars game, Jedi The Fallen Order, and first images and footage um, revealed of the upcoming Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I don't want to touch too much on the um, the game and the series, series, which I'm sure will both be fantastic. Actually, just on the series, uh, obviously a Disney Plus... uh, is this the, the 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 platform that you'll be able to watch that on? Yeah. Now we don't have Disney Plus on here uh, in Australia, and there's no current plans. I don't believe to bring it to mm. Australia, mm. as Disney is kind of using Stan as their uh, conduit yep. for their product. I reckon that's where it'll go. At the moment, I reckon that's where it'll go. And that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah, I would love that information to know exactly where is it going. Like, do we know is this is all this Disney Plus Star Wars stuff, all the Marvel series that they've that they've um, you know the the Wonder Vision and the you know the Hawkeye series and all the other bits and bobs that they're doing are they all coming? The Loki series are they all coming to Stan as well? Are we going to get those over here? Or are we mm. going to get screwed out of that? I think I think we're going to get oh. a, a pick of it. So I definitely think they're going to bring us Mandalorian mm. to Stan. And I think once we get to mm. the level of Disney Plus ready for Australia, then Stan's going to lose yeah. a lot of content. <laughs> oh, for sure. I, yeah. And this is probably the double-edged sword that Stan has kind of um, taken. Is I think that they've been using Stan as a testing ground almost to... Go uh, and if you're Netflix an international well. listener... Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, if you're an international listener, you don't know what Stand is. It's like another version of Netflix or Hulu or something like that. It's yeah. a streaming yeah. service for movies and television shows. They have original content, etc., and so on. Uh, I think that Disney have been using Stand as a testing bed to see how well, to, how much, you know, how many new subscribers Stan get from having all this Disney content, um, how well they're doing with the views and rewatches mm, and this kind of mm. thing and, and sort of gauge that, I guess, that um, kind of yeah. audience. Yeah, the demand for it and then to see whether it's worth bringing the whole Disney Plus platform to Australia. Yeah. Um, uh, I I can I have to imagine that it has it, it's been awesome for Stan because I resubscribed to Stan. I think I uh, heard that it's it became more popular than Netflix in Australia. Yeah. Like, yeah. like due to I, the I acquisition of all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that is purely the only reason I sub to it because I'm like, Disney movies my son can watch, mm. Um, mm. slash, I can watch all the MCU movies, mm. uh, or mm. most of them anyway. Yeah. Um, so that was that was a big part of it. Um, so it's a, I think it's a bit double edged sword for Stan because I think that, you know, on one hand, um, this is great. They've got all these new subscribers. I'm sure they're making a buttload of money at the moment. But what happens then when Disney go, cool, sweet, we're going to actually launch Disney Plus and show we'll have all our content back. Thank well, you very I'm much. I'm trying to think of how, and like, how, how did they get all those Bond movies on there? Because that's not Disney, right? So... No, Bond is Paramount? Yeah, so I, I, think, I think that they're building other, that. like, uh, you know, establishing other Bonds with other kind of, like, yeah, loved series yeah. and stuff, as well as their... Um, uh, boosting more of their own original shows which I reckon are great too so I still think that they're yeah they're definitely going to take a major hit when that does get pulled but they're going to be in a lot stronger mm-hmm. position than, than they were pre-Disney um, once they're post-Disney per se so yeah mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes uh, but yeah mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker trailer boom so this is interesting so there's a few different pro- companies that are in, in just on this with Bond so like MGM is the one I remember the most, which is everyone knows MGM is the roar of the lion and the thing. Yep. Columbia has done some, um, Eon Productions. So I don't know who's distributing these though. Mm. Um, let me, I just, this is going to do my head in if I don't look it up. <laughs> so I'm just going to do that. Uh, Columbia. Yeah. Co-distributor. Okay. MGM and Columbia. Okay. 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 So I don't know if Disney owns them yet. I don't think so. Yeah. They've also used Sony. So that's no, so they don't cause that's a Sony thing. Okay. Hmm. Ah, I mean, yeah, I don't think Bond has the same... Yeah, but it's yeah, still, it's still Sony. something. They're, yeah. they're not left with nothing. Yeah, it's something. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's probably a bit hyperbolic to say that they'll die straight from... Yeah, um, I, don't think, I don't think they die. Uh, As I said, they're, they're in a, they'll be in a strong position overall and they've gained yeah, a lot more exposure. Yeah. But they It'll will, hurt them. They, it, definitely, definitely. Um, they'll lose a lot of subscribers. They'll lose me. As soon as, they, as soon as they lose all the Disney content, I'm gone. So but There's nothing else on there keeping me there. So switching away from Stan, should we talk about The Rise of Skywalker? Hell yeah. Uh... Did trailer drop name drop first did you watch um, it live no i didn't watch it live i so people that listen to this show know that i hate trailers i don't like watching trailers for anything um because i sit, i'm one of those freaks that sits in the cinema uh when there's the trailers are playing if something comes on that i want to watch i've like fingers in my ears la 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 laying lulling um however i did watch the trailer for this because i couldn't resist it was like heroin i was like oh, i need it show me jj show me what you're gonna do show me how you're gonna <laughs> fix it how you're gonna make it right again again <laughs> um in your uh, in your eyes and in your eyes i yeah so i'm gonna talk about we're going to talk about The Last Jedi and the retconning stuff in a moment, but uh, I did watch the trailer. Um, okay, so first thing, what did you think of the name? Rise of Skywalker. Fantastic. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Love like it. some people Love go, it. oh, that's a, that's a bit like whatever. I'm like, 
Dude, it's it's it's, it's, on the nose. it's 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 the end of a like a nine movie. Gen- mm. like, this is the end of the Skywalker story, and it's just like, yep, cool. You know, blue font, everything. Yeah, I'm down for it. Yeah, um, right. and it's it's yep. more the question of like, who is the Skywalker? Is that ties to Luke? Is it talking about the retconning of Ray's parentage? Is it? Mm. You know is what? It what is it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, is there another Skywalker somewhere? Is Luke got a kid that's gonna pop yeah, up? Who yeah, knows? Yeah. Um, so, yep. Awesome, love the name. Uh, the trailer itself, I said this to you off air, but I got a little tingle at the end of my penis watching it. Um, you did. It was like watching. <laughs> it was like watching the the Force Awakens trailer again, um, which nearly made me cry. Mm. I think I did probably tear up watching that when I first saw it. Um, Force Awakens is my favorite Star Wars movie. Last Jedi is probably my third least favorite Star Wars okay, movie. Interesting, interesting. Um, and but this trailer, uh, fantastic! Again, yeah, <laughs> trailer, amazing. Yeah, uh, awesome. I won't, I won't, I won't. We won't go into it bit by bit because there's a lot in there that people might want to avoid. But everything they're doing, awesome. But I guess on that, this is why I don't watch trailers because all of the shit that they showed me, I would have loved to have seen that for the first time yeah, watching the movie. Yeah, particularly knowing particularly that all a of those... certain laugh towards the end of the trailer. Yep, the the yep that stuff the um the you know just the things that they showed i'm like oh my god that's fucking yeah, awesome yeah, yeah. Like, fuck i wish i didn't know that that was happening hopefully i can forget it something i'll touch on is um i i i realize there's a lot of divisive stuff that happened in last jedi i, mm. I still really like it as a movie i like the mm. the guts that ryan johnson had to do some of the stuff he did kylo ren mm. is easily one of my favorite star wars characters and the fact that in this, tra- okay. in this trailer, you see his helmet getting reforged together. I was like, yes, yes, because I just reckon yep. that look is so cool. Um, and just and that that one scene in this trailer where you just see him just like aggressively fighting. We don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for people because I know there's people that listen to this that are not watching that yeah. trailer. But but so it's all right. I, mean, I, I, I just said Kylo's fighting, which you're going to imagine is going to happen that's, anyway. Yeah, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. that's of course. I'll, yeah, I'll leave yeah, it there. Yeah, I'll leave yeah, it there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's leave it. I want to talk about the specifics because okay. I know people know how sensitive I am about spoilers, and I'm equally sensitive for people on spoilers. So okay. I don't want to, I don't want to upset anyone or be hypocritical. Um, um, and I don't even want to think about it because I don't want to be reminded of the stuff in okay. the trailer. Because again, like I'm like, ah, I want to forget all of it because it's so, <laughs> so amazing. Uh, but loved it, loved it. Okay, so, so we loved it. Um, yep. I want, I guess the the retconning stuff. All right. Um, I want to talk on. So during the week. Uh, there was an interview done with uh, Ryan Johnson, mm-hmm. director of The Last Jedi, uh, where he basically said that he's sweet with... So there's a lot of talk that J.J. Abrams is going to be retconning a lot of the stuff that happened in The Last Jedi or, um, you know, changing plot points. So it's like, oh, yeah, we said that, but it actually meant this and that, that kind of thing. Um, I'm going to read uh, the quote here from this article from IGN.com. Uh, and he says, uh, you know, this is asked about, you know, um, if it would bother him if they retconned some yep, stuff yep. from the last Jedi, particularly around Ray's parentage. And he said, like I said, man, quote, like I said, man, I want to let go of all my expectations. I want to sit back. I want to be entertained. I want to be surprised. I want to be thrilled. I want him to do stuff that I wasn't expecting him to do and just go along for the ride for me. That's why I go to the movies, you know? So he's cool with it. Mm, um, mm, mm. and, uh, around his decision to... And I found this really interesting, this this comment. So, uh, spoilers for The Last Jedi, I guess, if you haven't seen it, um, too bad. 
but I'm going to spoil this bit. So there's obviously the line in The Last Jedi where um, Kylo Ren reveals to Rey who her parents are yeah. and that they're basically nobodies, which for me fell really flat. And I, mean, I want to have a quick discussion about this, that particular, particular moment. But he basically said that, um, to summarize, he talked about that being the I am your father moment of The Last Jedi. It was the... Um, the level it was of the shock, moment yeah. of yeah it was supposed to be the I'm your father he's like we're gonna do that for, like that's Ray's I'm your father moment but we can't do the this who's who you fight like you know it had yeah, to be a bit more different, yeah. so he flipped it on its head and did the exact opposite it's like well there's actually no one oh it's a super big surprise and and if and this is the thing right I watched The Last Jedi in the theaters and I walked out very conflicted about it. I'm like, I don't know whether I loved it or I hated it. And as time went on, I thought about it more. I marinated on it. I really decided that I didn't like a lot of the movie and a lot of the things that happened in the movie I thought were egregious. (laughs) And this scene, particularly this moment in the movie was one of those moments for me because it's not about the content of it, about our parents being known. It was the fact of how it was just delivered. Like I, so I, I hadn't seen, I rewatched the last Jedi the other night. To, to see if I still felt yeah, this yeah, way about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I said, maybe on second watch, I'll, I'll like it. I liked it a lot less the second time I saw it. In fact, it made me dislike it more. Um, and that moment in the movie was just so flat. It just kind of happened. There was no moment of, I know I am your father. Like, it just didn't happen. Um, so that was really disappointing. So I hope that they well, do something Well, okay, so this. do you want to get my two cents on that particular scene? All right, so Absolutely. when I was watching it, and the way that he delivered it in, like, a just off the... Like, nonchalantly... Like, yeah, he just kind of said it. Like, yeah, yeah, he just said it. And he said it in a, in a cold kind of, like, no one fucking cares about you sort of way. I always yep, yep. thought that was his plots to try and bring her over and it and that the entire thing is a red herring. Like, I, I hope so. I, no, God, but I, I literally... That, like, yeah, like just rad. the way it was delivered and the way he's just kind of like, no one cares about you. That type of, Brushed like, loneliness mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. is a way to kind of, like, bring her over... And I think he just made it up. Mm. And I've always believed that. And I've always believed that this movie, regardless of whoever was going to be directing it, was actually going to reveal that she actually does have parents that care about her and who they are. And they're going to be someone mm. that's linked to the Jedi Important somehow. To so, yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's why I wasn't disappointed Jar-Jar with Binks. that. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, that explain her web feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... So I'm I, I was cool, cool with, with it, like so when he says about JJ yeah. retconning it, I never actually vi- like thought of that particular event as something that's like set in stone. Mm. So, mm, yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Um, so on the Last Jedi, this is good. I like. It's good to have you on. Um, so you like the Last Jedi? Yes, I do. Yep. Why? Because it's just got the sum of the. You go in there thinking, okay, yep, yeah, they're going to build up Snoke to be the ultimate villain at the end of the trilogy, and they're going to there's going to be a big mm-hmm. showdown. Boom! Snoke gets killed in one of the coolest scenes in the movie, and I'm like, holy yeah, crap! That's, that seems I cool. can't believe they did that. And I was just like, that is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the probably the the cringiest part in the film was the floating layer. I really thought that <sighs> that that I really thought that she should have if the- she, if she died then. That should have been that how she died. That was a perfect moment. Yeah. That was the worst. But, that I, was but the worst I was thing happy, that's ever happened in, the, in the history of film, Simon. Yeah, yeah, Simon, yeah. in the history yes, of film, yes, yes. that was the worst thing that's ever happened. But I was happy to just be like, okay, whatever. Like, that's one little bit that I didn't like. But the rest of it, I thought, 
was great. The the continued power struggle between Hux and Kylo, that's been the main thing I've been interested in this trilogy. Yep. I really thought there's going to be a showdown in the third one between those two. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and that's why I'm really you know, really holding out for that. The whole thing with Luke and the Force Ghost, I think, is fantastic. The Where he gets to mm-hmm. meet Leia again, I think, is fantastic. The salt planet at the end, mm-hmm. that whole thing is great. Mm-hmm. A mm-hmm. lot of people argue the whole... Oh, um, you know, them going to the casino thing, that's all just like they didn't even... Egregious. It didn't need to happen. But... It didn't. No, but, 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 listen. The one thing about it is, A, it showed you another type of planet, so that was that was cool. I just I love seeing that. But it then introduced the story of the little boy who at the end has... It gets to force pick up the broom. So they, they, needed, is- they needed to do it to show this where this kid came from so the events that no, the, no, no, the, no. Ev- the events that happened there very well didn't need to happen but at least i thought okay well i didn't really i wasn't really attached to that part of the storyline i just wanted to get back to kylo and everything mm. but but, a, a, but when it got to the end with with like the boy and all those kids and stuff and then they were going to be like the future of the resistance and that i was like okay well at least that serves a purpose for why we were brought to that location but that's yeah. yeah. But I guess yeah. But that's that, if that's I don't I don't th- I don't think that's the reason why they did the whole Canto Bite Planet Casino Planet thing. Um, the whole thing with the kid at the end with the broom mm. it was a plot point around. Oh, the force isn't just yeah. so the whole thing. Yeah. This is the whole thing about the Last Jedi that why some people think it's great and why I think it's bad is because they're like, oh, the argument around people being like, oh, it, and, and I'm all for people enjoying this movie. Like, I, I wish that I enjoyed it. Trust yeah. me, I, yeah. I wish I loved it, but I just didn't. And the whole thing about like, you know, um, well, it did things differently, so that's why it's great. And it's like, well, that's not a prerequisite for being great. Just because it does stuff differently doesn't mean it does stuff well. It's, 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 it's to, to me, it's more a lot it, of it it's was more bad. Fa- it's not so much differently, but it's the fact that it completely went against the expectations of this was going to mirror. Yeah, this was going to mirror the but... second film in a in a Star Wars trilogy. But I, I didn't. I think it was trying to do that. It, like I would have loved to have been surprised. I was surprised by so much in the Force Awakens. People were like I was just a carbon copy of a New Hope. Absolutely was not. It had corner like touchstones that were yeah the pillars of yeah, it yeah, were yeah. but the content of the movie was not like it was very different um and i love the force awakens and this movie was trying to be something so different and so it just was it just i just felt so much of it was just i think just i think once the and, once the entire trilogy is out and it's been out for years and that i think people will and, and everything locks together, like all these events, I think people will eventually change their mind. It's This might be, become one of those movies that's so hated at the start, and then, you know, mm. 20 years later, people are like, oh, no, actually, like, the way that this plot point was, like, interwoven and stuff, and they'll mm. appreciate it more. I'm just more of, like, so just generally such a big Star Wars fan anyway, so I'm hyped for it. Mm. But also, it's just, like, different mm. stuff was happening. I was like, well, some some bits at the first, like him, like uh, Luke drinking the, squirting the milk into his oh, mouth. Oh, the milk. Um, but that was a cool little throwback to the blue milk uh, from the uh, A New Hope, right? So, yeah, it was just, like, there's bits of comedy in there at first. I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, okay, yeah, you know, it's so, stuff but thought, it's yeah. it more to me, it's those, like, serious scenes, especially the killing of Snoke and, 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 and the final oh, showdown at the killing end. Killing of Snoke. So good. Um, killing of Snoke one is the, one of the great scenes in yeah. all of Star Wars. Amazing. That whole bit, I was on, I was, like, aghast in the cinema. I was like, 
this is fucking awesome. That scene itself was yeah. fucking amazing. The whole fight scene, the lead up to it, where he's like, I can see that he's going to strike down his true enemy. I'm like, yeah. And he turns the lightsaber. I was like, he's turning the lightsaber. I'm like, yeah, he is. And then yeah. and it gets him. Like, I'm like, fuck. And I was cool with him. I'm like, sweet. Kill Snoke. That's fucking awesome. To, to me, that coming. that's sick. Yeah. To me overall. So obviously there's certain things in this movie that you have more problem with than I do. I don't think mm. it's without its problems. But I have so, a list. But, but to me, I think the pros outweigh that. And that's why I like it. Yeah. Like, yeah, like there, 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 like there's some. risks that are taken. Some paid off, some didn't, and I just think mm. overall, um, overall, yeah, basically, I, I I liked the parts I loved. I loved enough to mm. kind of like overall like the film. Yep. Um, and, and and like I said, I I wish that I shared your sentiment on it. I just don't. And <laughs> I'm going to give you a, I have a list here of the things I didn't like, and I didn't even write down all of the things from when I rewatched it. But layer in space yep. is the number one most that's just said, horrible yeah. just could have they could have just been like this is what an awesome way to send out and like you know the bit i was like i was at the start of that watching the start of that movie i was just like my god like this is beautiful like they oh I, can't, I, was, I was so i thought that was such at the time i was like this is i how brilliant they right at the start of the movie they're like that boom yeah, done yeah. she's gone and that, like, yeah right at the that's beginning how of the movie that's it yeah. i'm like I was like that, and that moment in, where she's just floating off in space. I was like, "Wow, that was beautiful." I can't believe they just they just <laughs> smashed us with that in the face right from the start. That is dope. And then she's just like, "Fucking Superman back in the spaceship." <laughs> I'm like, "You son of a bitch! What the fuck was that?" Um, Luke with the milk and everything egregious. Canto bite just completely did not need that. Like they go to this planet to find this guy, this code breaker. Like, oh, I'm going to go find this scoundrel code breaker. And yeah. they're talking to Maz on the hologram. I'm like, okay, great. Whatever. You brought back Maz Kanata probably to sell a fucking Maz Kanata hologram toy. Great. Anyway, so they, they go to this planet to find this guy. They find this guy and they get arrested. Like, oh, God, how are they going to get to the code breaker now? And, you know, they kind of set it up where one of the code breaker girls is like watching them get dragged off. I'm like, yeah, cool. That's, that's awesome. And then... And then they're in just get put in this jail cell. And then Benicio Del Toro is just like, I'm a code breaker. And we're like, oh fuck, that's convenient. Just another code breaker in the cell. And then he's like, he's like, oh, and by the way, I can just escape this cell like that. I was like, why did you wait for us to get here to escape? Like, what, why didn't you? Why didn't you just already escape? Yeah, like, what the fuck is yeah. this all about? And then the thing with the horses that they fucking shoehorned in there. Do you know what it should have been? But they had an opportunity to do something actually cool to do with the prequels. Could have been fucking pod, pod races. races. Yeah. That'd have been pod races. Yeah. I would have been like, holy fuck, pod races. that is yeah, awesome. Yeah. But it's not yeah, some yeah, fucking weird horse pod thing. Races and cool because it's still gambling, like the gambling scene. Because people would be... Yeah, 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 it's like car racing. Yeah, yeah. Like gambling on pod races. I'm like, yeah, dope, fucking awesome. Yeah. I, in the cinema, I was like, holy shit, they're going to do... This is going to be pod racing. There's horses. horses yeah, yeah. And the whole yeah. thing about like, I burned this whole town. It was stupid. Stupid. Did not need to happen. They could have... They could have easily found a plot like that was just created an extra half an hour of the movie that didn't need to exist and uh, oh they just so they just light speed away to it like all of these fucking things it's like oh we can't light speed we don't have enough fuel but they're refueling all these other fucking ships to move to another <laughs> thing it's like what i thought we didn't have any fuel and you're refueling all these other ships and one ships we can't jump to light speed but one ship just jumps to light speed it's like okay <laughs> Sure, all right. We don't worry about that one ship that escaped. We don't know how many people are on that. No, sure, whatever. And then fucking, they just come back and it's like, they could have, like, Finn is a former stormtrooper. He could have just been like, I know how to, I, they've, uh, it must be in this. I know that yeah, they were yeah, building yeah. some technology. I know my way around a, sh- a fucking Imperial ship. Sweet, cool. Go in there, do it that way. No, they have to create this fucking stupid casino planet. Um, other things written down, Rose, um, Holdo, the whole thing with Holdo was just like, why are you being so mean to Poe? 
Like, he cares. Like, why are you being so rude? Yeah. Like, like you could just tell him the plan and you could have saved all of his fucking problems. And he could have helped. Like, he could have helped. Like, why? Why? Why are you being like this? Um, and there's many other I guess things, ultimately, but... though, is that, like, just the general, obviously, given how much you love Force Awakens and J.J. Abrams and stuff, and this trailer mm. that we've seen, which we can't discuss, um, that, mm. that, <laughs> that, that it, it is showing... At least, I mean, I'm super psyched, but and you're psyched as well. Like, whatever mm. you think of the Last Jedi hasn't ruined the fact that you're still pumped for this follow up. So. Oh hell no! Yeah, no, 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 yeah. absolutely not. No, I, I'm so stoked for, and I, I view, and it's funny, like JJ, like was you know, the first line in the Force Awakens is this will begin to make it all right, and it's it's a it's a it's a, I think that was a bit of like a a throw to, um the prequels yeah because yeah. obviously the prequels are trash um please tell me you agree with me no sorry <laughs> no because because no no listen listen tell no, me be, why. because i don't i don't let some cheesy scenes some whatever parts mm. ruin the great parts i love and the great characters i love oh yeah like episode one gave us darth Maul. fuck yeah Yes. You know, like, there's just so many, like, bits that I... Yes, you go watch it now, and you're like, man, turn of the century, the CGI do not age well, blah, blah, blah. We've got pod racing. Hell yeah. You know, we've just, like, got yep. all these all these awesome characters that I'm like, I'm so glad they introduced us to them, regardless of what you might think of the other stuff. So I don't... I certainly... Hmm. They are definitely the weaker trilogy out of these three trilogies, but I I still have fond mm-hmm. memories of watching them. Um, when they came out, I was like oh, a... No. You know, year seven, year year eight, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, teen age, and yeah. So I, I don't. I still believe that the the events that happened, um, should remain. You know, they shouldn't be written off or anything like that. Um, shouldn't be redone. It is what it is. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, it. and and I know I love people like Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan. I love that. I reckon he's great. Um, regards mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. yeah, and, and I think I, I think he should reprise his role in a solo Obi Wan movie. So. Yeah, that'd be rad. Yeah, um, but anyway, I don't deny there are there are lots of good things about the prequels. There is also an overwhelm, and this is the same thing with the Last Jedi. There were some awesome moments in the Last Jedi, but I think overwhelmingly as a whole, they are garbage. And that's just my feelings. Yeah, but yeah, it, it just depends how much you let certain things way yeah, way down the entire it. experience but yeah anyway yeah. Um, god I envy you I wish I could love all of those things because how much easier would it be to just be like fuck those are awesome I can watch them yeah all yeah um, but still super stoked yeah, for the Rise of Skywalker so I think that's fuck where yeah. that's where we uh, we cap it off pretty much oh hells yeah hells yeah yeah um, very good that's amazing like that's so yeah god Star Wars eh? <laughs> amazing <laughs> I, I, I'm yeah, I'm stu- I'm super pumped for it. I, I won't, and and that's I won't watch another trailer. I've already seen. Yeah, it. I've yeah. seen enough. Yeah. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and that's that's another thing. Like, I didn't watch any trailers leading into the last Jedi. I didn't even watch like the first one where they they released it. Mm, and, mm. Um, I don't know if that had it. But anyway, like, I, I wish that I loved the the last Jedi and and the prequels. I really do because how much better would that be to love them rather than yeah, yeah. despise them? Um, yeah. Yeah. But I love uh, every, uh, the people who've been listening to this show from the start and, and know, know me know that I love a good The Last Jedi rant. So okay. uh, thank you, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, for indulging us. This has been um, a f- fantastic... Just I just want to say, this has been absolutely fun. What a, a, an immense a roller coaster array ride. of topics yes, we've had. Yes. And and um, it has been, it's been great. Um, fantastic. And on, I guess on that note, 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys mm-hmm. and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit. You can find all of our content over at 8bit.net or search the 8-Bit Collective hashtag on Twitter. And please remember, if you can share a dollar, it would mean the world to us if you could head on over to patreon.com slash weare8bit and uh, support us in any way, shape or form that you see fit. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter. Simon is at Precise Path. I am at Cruzy underscore mate. And 8-Bit is at weare8bit on all of the social. Simon. Yes. Tell the beautiful kids where they can find yourself and all your amazing content. Okay, so as you said, a lot of the action's happening on Twitter with at Precise Path. And my two podcasts you can find at Apple Slice AU and at Take My Tone. Um, and they respectively have their own websites, appleslice.com.au and takemytone.com. So definitely encourage you to check out the podcast, have a listen, and uh, yeah, join in on the action. Absolutely do that, ladies and gentlemen. And remember, if you've enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes, give us a subscribe, leave us a review. It does help get the word out about us. And do the same for Apple Slice and Take take My Tune. Take My Tone. Take, say it again. <laughs> take, take, take My Tone. Take My Sorry. Tone. Yeah. <laughs> take My Tone. All right. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you've got any questions for myself or my guest uh, for next week uh, or any episodes in the future, you can always email us at our email. It is what it is at 8bit.net or hit us up on the aforementioned socials. And shout out. As always, to our wonderful sponsor, Audio Technica, for hooking up the 8-Bit Collective with all the best audio gear in the business. Make sure you head on over to www.audio-technica.com.au for everything you need in the way of audio gear. Yes. Simon. Mm-hmm. It has been an absolute pleasure Thank you. talking with you this evening. This has been I'm glad there were no uh, technical issues touch wood. So if you're hearing this, then you know that it's fine. It fucking travesty. <laughs> It would be an absolute travesty. Everything looks good on my end, so yeah, this should be fine. Magnificent. Magnificent. Excellent. Well, until next time, friends, it is what it is. <laughs>